You're listening to WWSU 106.9 FM, Fairborn Dayton, Dayton's right choice. We're all working men around here. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio. You know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. The views and opinions of the disappointing radio show do not reflect the views and opinions of WWSU Radio, Wright State University, nor their entities. And now that our formalities are out of our way, this is a very spooky night, ghouls and girls at home, for today is Halloween! And today's guest is a legend of Dayton. I can't keep doing the voice. It's going to kill me. Listen, this comic is a one of a kind. Uh, you know, she was there my first night of comedy. She got to see the craziness that was Brighton Jones for the first time, and probably like many other people, wished she wasn't there. Uh, but let, let's give it up for our first guest and our only guest today. Maybe Patrick will migrate in, in and out. I can't be certain of that. Uh, please tell everybody your name at home, and then I will tell them what you mean to Hi, me. Hi, everybody. My name's Holly Shock, and I'm very disappointed to be here. Yeah, Yay. there we go. We got it disappointing already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific show because, one, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays Happy Halloween to, you too. to everybody that's... Listening at home, Everybody. Spotify, however you're enjoying you this. Know you know, if this is out of date for you, I don't have to tell you. It's a Halloween episode. It's spooky. Ooh. Right. Mysterious. And I want to talk about some stuff that I think a lot of people kind of get sheltered away from or are scared a little bit. And I think what's scarier on Halloween than talking about people who are transgender and talking about things that are not... Ta- brought up uh, from the most famous politicians in any country because it's something scary and you don't want to say the wrong thing because then everybody hates you. But hey, this is the Disappointing Radio Show. I'm a comedian. Everybody hates me for both of those reasons. Ta-da! So let's just keep digging the hole, right? <laughs> You're you good. are our transmission specialist. You know what? I've, I've been trying to like gauge because I've I listened to a little bit of the episode that Don did with you. And I've got to say, to me, you're kind of like a human, um, what do you call it, like a sound button pad with like a million buttons. And you've got all these little like background, like, huh, like all those little things. It's very nice and it's good radio banter and it's good like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's, yeah. o- it's almost in your genes just to be all over the place because that's how I am. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Because well, I, I, I do wear jeans in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what are our jeans? I don't yeah. even wear underwear nowadays. It's, it's nothing bottom. but skirts and thongs. It's not a skirt. It's a kilt, man. It's a kilt. You know, Patrick wears kilts sometimes oh, around the yeah. office. I like kilts. I have some friends back home. Uh, his name is Stinson, kind of a biker dude. He wears kilts, and he's the kind of guy that you would never in your life say, why do you have a kilt on? Because I'm very confident somehow he would still have his holster under that kilt and blow oh, yeah. you away for saying so. <laughs> So I I don't think it's like a thing of like feminist oh, no, feminicity. I think it's more of a thing of like no. I don't know. I mean, it was it's a Scottish heritage, you know. Yeah, so. but in today's age, people don't view it as such because they're. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's coming from a place of uneducation or it's coming from a place of like I don't know easy humor yeah. or whatever it is. But it's just like oh, this is Scottish. If it was like a spandex kilt, I could understand or something like that. Then. Yeah, that's one of those other outlanders. <laughs> Someone at home says it's spooky season, boys. I didn't read your name because I don't feel like it. How's that 
general public. That's how we care about it. this. Is, this is a disappointing radio show. If we, general if you thought we were going to like you, then you're sorely disappointed. Yay. And we're uh, first burp of the show. We're doing our point. You know what I mean? We let a shot per burp, folks. Yeah, yeah. Th- this could be a good Halloween game. Everybody at home is a uh, for every burp at home, and every time we bring up something racist. Uh, take a shot. By the end of the night, you will have alcohol sickness because usually we talk about the N word along the show, but we're not going to today. Ooh. Yeah, we're not because we Man, we I have get... no because there's other scarier topics to talk oh, yeah. about. We've done our N word episodes. I'm pretty much scary as it is. So <laughs> no, you're amazing. amazing you were there the first night I ever did stand up, and I cannot oh, even tell you how petrified I was. And you know, I I mean, you were great. And that's so nice of you. To, we were both I don't there. know if you generally remember the set or not, but that's generally nice of you to say because no, you're probably no, you're one remember. of the. It, it takes me a while to filter all the stuff out, you know, <laughs> from the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> the acid trips really oh, put it on they me. They were man. <laughs> I had some good stuff. I I went the right stage <laughs> when I was like about five buildings, and I majored in frisbee. So that's amazing. My yeah. dad went here when there was a bar here, and you could oh, go. Yeah. You could go the rat here. Geller. Yeah, and it was right there. Or, like, under the stairs or something like that. My dad was like, yeah, you could go there. I would drink with my teachers, smoke some cigarettes with them, talk about stuff, baseball. And I was like, yeah, cigarettes, Dad. And he goes, well, you know, back then. And I was like, well. (laughs) Back then, it was really. It it was Mexican uh, tobacco. And it's like, Dad, that's just a racist way to say weed. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, go up there, have a few drinks, and then go take philosophy exam. I'll tell you what life's all about. Oh, my goodness. People who message in. Are my favorite people. I can't diss the audience too much. Oh, no. Much. What are they saying? We've got uh, from the brown part of the banana. Okay. Uh, they just wanted us to read their name. They were like, how dare you disrespect me? It's spooky season. It's that person with Aww. the same message. I didn't read their name. They decided to message again because they felt that they picked the brown part of the banana. And for some reason, that was the best nickname they could come up with. I don't even remember the last time anyone ever brought that up in a general conversation no. the brown part of the banana hey you know what you know how i feel on a monday morning remember the brown part of a banana when it's two out That's no. the- <laughs> my question is was the banana brown or did he do something to make the banana brown yeah like what led to the br- banana yeah. browning was it up an arse was arse, it yes. in the dirt was well, you it the did you just mash it what, no. what's going on here mashing gerbil bananas just smashing the bananas and <laughs> so the reason I bring it up is because when you did your set that night, that blew me away because I was like, I didn't know what to expect because I'm looking at all these different people and I'm like, all right, there's a lot of 45 year old white dudes here. Cool. Cool. Uh, no, no one my age. Right. Right. Anxiety yeah. setting in a couple people that are a little bit old. And then you came in and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Not uh, yeah. to be disrespectful, but well, I was like, no, you, I mean, I your personality, this, I, I love it. Because you in its yourself is just comedy to me. Not to be yeah. mean by that, but like mm-hmm. to me, I know, I know. you should be one of the people who's already have made it and like been super famous and been like like the oh, transgender so comic much. and be like the like spooky girl and like the like stuff like you that. You've got the spooky part. You've right. got the energy. <laughs> you you flaunt it profusely oh. and it's so nice. It's so fun to do. You know, it's just it's just fun to do. I like and you know, and you said that was me. And then it was amazing. We were both on the same night that Ryan, Neen- yeah, but Ryan Neen Miller, Neen Miller, the guy that came in third, man with no third. arms but a few fingers, yeah, and he came, he came <laughs> in third, threat, as he likes to be known America's on Twitter, got talent. And but that was crazy. We were on the show with him, That's but that makes you I feel love. like was I good enough? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Does that it? First, I don't no, don't that say that. First, no, that, that was that, your first time too. Aww. So yeah, that was cool. I mean, I there was. 
you were good. You were good. You did solid. Every once in a while, it was funny because that's generally I, nice to hear because I, I, I love, don't hear that from any comics. I'm gonna make that sound bite my ringtone. Like you were good, you were good. <laughs> Just be like, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, it's like sweet yeah. black tar heroin and, and right the more, to the vein. And that's it. The more you do it, the more you get get into it, and the more yeah. you want to do it. Well, yeah. for me, it's like. I don't know why other people do it, but I assume everybody does it for my same reasoning, and then I get into conflicts because then I realize people aren't doing it for the same reasons. Because to me, comedy is this chance as a job and as a hobby to just exist on stage hours at a time and everybody in the room, no matter where they were born, no matter what color they are, no matter what their agenda is after or before the show, they're just laughing. Nobody's yeah, getting hurt. It's, it's Nobody's dying. And it's it's it really makes you feel like you're all on the same page, kind of. Like, to me, it's not like everybody's looking up at the guy on the stage. If anything, the guy's bringing everybody up on the stage with him mentally. Oh, yeah. And then we're all there in that cesspool of weirdness. Yeah, you got you got it right there. You, it's, it's a unifying factor of everybody coming in just to have, you know, People just don't know how to have a good time or just to relax and have a good time anymore. And comedy clubs help do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, there's I a lot of things you can do for fun, but a lot of the stuff I watch, you know, I can say kids. To me, anybody below 50 is a kid. When I watch, <laughs> when, when I watch something. We never I, ask a lady her age on this show, ladies and right? gentlemen. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me to watch that night. Fortnite went off and everybody was like, See, that was amazing to me because as a person of intellectual knowledge from a tech base, I saw immediately what was going to happen. I was like, yeah, they're doing that, but they're going to come back with something even crazier yeah. to hook yeah. everyone because that's the whole point of drugs. You oh, know, yeah. Internet games, that's a drug. Fashion, that's a drug. Everything's the same thing. Yeah. You just have to label yeah. it as such. But just the idea of turning it off. I yeah, was it was fun. just so funny. Just yeah, yeah, I don't have because control. just for a day, oh, all yeah. of like probably eight year olds in the world cried, and for some oh, reason yeah. that made me smile a little bit. Because yeah. to me, that meant a lot of eight year olds that day grew up a little bit. Oh, they were yeah. like, oh, it came back, and it's like, hey, nothing's impossible. Oh no! It came back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and they maybe they actually walked really outside good. and looked at it. That's a plant. That's a flower. Like to me, they had a really great opportunity to do something that would have earned the respect of everyone around the globe that even didn't like Fortnite. Yeah. Like they could have came back with like a tribute to Mister Rogers and like I don't know Carl Sagan, someone of like that yeah. teaching background. Because think of all the eight-year-olds and like little kids that play Fortnite. You had a chance to teach them something crazy. They were oh, yeah. probably watching that screen until the moment it flickered back. Oh, yeah. You could have came back with, like, a, the first episode of Mr., uh, like, Roger's Neighborhood yeah. or Car- Carl Sagan's Cosmos or something. like. Oh, wow. Bill Nye. Whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. Teach kids science. No more religion. I'm over it. I don't understand how we even are allowed to bring up religion in any school. It just doesn't have a point to me. Like, uh, my mom's religious, my dad's religious, my sister's religious. Just to me, I just think, I, I don't know what it is, but it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, where's your physical proof? And I people are like, you can prove he was here. First of all, I have asked multiple times to carbon date the blood on his crown, and you keep telling me no. Why? Yeah. That's the first, I mean, really, let's break down the science of it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to belittle religion. I'm just saying, don't make things out to be what they're not. What if Jesus was a stoner? And he was the first guy to discover mushrooms. And he was like, I am going to blow the D-holes off of my friends, take them down to the lake, be like, hey, Jesus, what's up? Eat these shrooms, my child. I am God. And then they tripped really hard, and they thought he was walking on water. And they were like, this is my Lord. I tried a lot of shrooms. I never tried Israeli shrooms. (laughs) No Pakistani uh, 
Oh, this needs well, to be a P word. from Pakistan. <laughs> from the uh, opaque. That's thing funny. From back in the back in the day. I asked my back grandpa once, not which, because I have many grandpas, so I think that's a good blanket statement. Uh, one of my grandpas told me once he did peyote, and that oh, was one yeah. of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. That was my because I was breakfast like, of champions one. <laughs> that was that's the one that I, was my personal breakfast club. Yeah, <laughs> that was the epiphany of my life. Is what yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> peyote. If uh, if I was gonna like, if I had like a week off or that. I got a friend and everything. You had like a whole week day. to kill, and you were like, I'm yeah. just going to take it and on I would, Wednesday. I would, I would go out see to the Smoky long. Mountains or something. Yeah. Peyote out and watch really interesting see, things. I don't know It's what so else funny see. that you say that because my dad's uh, friend, who is shall not be named, I asked him once, I was like, what do you do? Because you're kind of older, and I know you used to be a stoner and like, you know, stuff like that, and you lived through the 70s and all that crap. Like, as a person of your age, do you ever have a desire to do that stuff again? And he's like, I'll be straight with you. If someone ever offered me a joint in now, today's age, even from a dispensary, if I knew it was legit, I'd probably say no. I just don't need that in my life, and I don't feel yep. the need to have that mm-hmm. TC. It's nice, but I don't need it now. Yeah, and then not two seconds go by, he goes, but if anybody had any mushrooms, I would take those straight. I would not even put them on anything. Mushrooms are amazing. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That is terrible advice to give a 14-year-old. I have no idea what to do now from now on. Yeah. yeah. Son, this box is for you in 30 years. Yeah. Not open, open it. it if you feel a midlife crisis or the need to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, oh, that would be it. Yeah, a motorcycle. Oh. I think, I think, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. This show is all over the place. This is every episode. I never know where this is going, and the conversation always ping pongs around. I don't, you know, if but people, I think it comes from like the dark yeah. atmosphere of like we don't have the lights on. Oh, it's yeah. Halloween. It's just us talking. And to me, I bring people on that, in my opinion, I could either see doing stand up is stand up, or could at least like I could bring on stage, and that could be an act. That could oh, be a yeah. whole bit. Is like me in the chair, them in the other chair. The conversation is yeah. good enough. I've graded the Almost value of my guests yeah. enough to be like, you're good enough. You can banter. Your conversation, you can wield that sword of word and slash through the time of boring Ooh. and create funny. Yeah, you like that? I like that. See, I've been listening yeah, to a lot so of... So is the days of our lives. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Wu-Tang Clan recently, and oh, it's helping well, wow. my brain with a lot of um, like le- like words and associations with imagery to like... Yeah. Like, there's something about, like, the way they name their albums. Like, one of them is called The Liquid Sword. And there's something about that. It's like, whoa. Swords are literally always solid. So the able the ability to manipulate one that is of a liquid and for it to do some kind of damage is godly. Oh, and that's yeah. the level you're trying to put on that music. And that's a thought that they spiral. Even just for a second, that's crazy. Yeah. That, and that relation of craziness, mind-blowingness, love came from some dudes from New York. Some just young oh, yeah. black kids that just wanted to get out of the ghetto. And then it gets me upset when people are like, why do you like rap? It's not important. It's a stupid genre. I opened my eyes and saw the the boldness that was all music yeah. and realized there's very rich history and everything. That's just how everyone's like, started over no, 30 years ago. there's no history. Soul and blues are with the history because they were slaves and they were coming back as oppressed people. And okay, People now are oppressed. People now are wronged. They are getting it out through song and rap. Yeah. Listen, it's there. I don't know what more to tell you. Biggie told the story of a black kid who sold drugs that just wanted money, and now he's a rapper, and now he doesn't have to. And then he told the, the story of all the gangster stuff he did. Tupac oh. told the story of being shot multiple times, surviving, 
contemplating death, being yeah. a lyricist. I mean, it just keeps going. I don't know what more to say. Oh, that's yeah, you're exactly right. And it's been around. People forget how long rap, you know. And people belittle it and just put it away. It's like it's not there. And I'm like, first yeah. of all, if you're gonna suck the chode of every Johnny Cash album, which I do, I love Johnny uh, Cash. I have like oh, four yeah, photos of him in my room. But that doesn't mean I don't also have a Biggie and Tupac poster mm-hmm. above my computer. That doesn't also mean I don't have a Chris Stapleton poster and a Hank Williams Jr. poster and then a Pink Floyd poster. Like music oh, is yeah. music. If it's just good, it's, oh, it's good. good. If it's good. If you like it, you like it. That's yeah. Good. If you, because it's something you can relate to in your it's life, it's kind of, and that's that's how I feel about comedy. If you're yeah. funny, you'll just survive. If you're yeah. not, you just won't. There's literally like it's the only environment that perfectly, in the same moment of a joke being created on stage, mm-hmm. it's being filtered out as whether it's funny or not. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? There's no other response to that. Even in computer times, it takes time to get the data and then analyze it. Oh yeah, it's it's exact. It's it's like. You get your result as soon as you say it, and then you can... And you have to build off that, and you have to react. So that's why I'm like, uh, secretly, I think comedians are like some of the smartest people, because they really think the most, and they really have to... I mean, if something's not funny, you have to, okay, say something else. Make it funny. Keep going. You can't just die on stage and not say anything for the next hour and live in that turmoil. You have to Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it is, because it's like, you're you're the movie, you're the screen, and the people are watching you. Right. So, you know. And you uh, have to build them the story. Yeah, you have to build but them the story. But the best storytellers could literally build you a character, something happen, and literally kill them, and the death be hilarious. And oh, you yeah. could love them by the first of it. Why is the death funny? A comedian made death funny. Everybody, think of how many oh. people fear death. Even for a second, if you can laugh at it, that's a coming to terms uh-huh. with it, because it's going to happen to everybody. But whether or not what happens after that is no one's business to determine. And that's why I'm over this whole religion thing. Whatever you want to believe, fine. But I don't think everybody should get tax breaks. I don't think this. I don't think you should get... Because no one knows. No one really knows. Because not one person in today's age has gone on the other side with proof, come back from the other side with proof, and said, this is what happens. And until that happens... I don't care what Mormon book you have in your belt on campus and you're coming up to me while I'm in between classes. I will wreck you by saying I'm a Buddha and you not knowing how to understand that because they've shut down. They're like, oh, Buddhist. Uh, uh, Because usually they're they're like, they're just, I'm not religious. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not ready for someone that has a religion that's something they don't know a lot about. And they're like, he was just a man in a cave. And I'm like, isn't that the whole point of Christ is that there was a man in a cave and then he came back after three days? What What's... What what is this argument? We both came from caves. Our family, my mom and dad. See now, this is this is like back in the sixties too. Tell me, we had a very very interesting life, and our family was kind of isolated. My dad was Catholic, but he was a very open minded Catholic, and my mom became Catholic just by name only to marry my dad. Because I mean, you still have to do that technically. I think the Catholic Church. See that kind but of stuff. That doesn't even my make mother, sense to me. My mother, for lack of a better term, my sister and me were talking about it. They both have passed away a while. Uh, my sister and me have been talking about it. My mother was a Wiccan. Yeah. So I love that, first of all. Uh, so, oh, yeah. And Should we explain for anyone at home? I'm already on the same page. Like, Wiccans, yeah. uh, awesome. And she did that. She worked on numerology, all this stuff. And people around could not understand why my dad was married to my mom. Yeah. Because he, that's know. the perfect little combination. Oh, oh, yeah. That's like the good and the bad. Oh, you really are fun. a byproduct of both sides. Because literally, when I first met you, I was like, "This person just has energy out the wazoo." And I don't know if it's like a maybe I'm watching too much anime thing, but I feel like now you can just kind of in comedy, I've gained this set, this vision 
this sense of like I can just talk to you and kind of tell like yeah. you're bleeding comedy. You're you're sweating funny. I can see it out of your aura. Like you are in the embodiment of that character. And like I don't know. Some of those oh. comics when you talk to them behind stage, they, they're terrible conversation. But then they're kind of funny. So then it's like, well, maybe I'm wrong. And then who's right? You know what I mean? No, I've always been extroverted. You know, kind maybe that's of, what know? it is. Maybe I'm just yeah, looking always, too much into I, it. Well, not too much. Like I, I was telling you before the show, like I really got put down a lot. Not for being transgender, but for being left-handed back in the 50s and early 60s. Oh, my 60s. goodness. Please tell that story because yeah. you had me rolling um, yeah, when not, you were telling me that story off the air. Now, I'm 66 people, so if you know anybody in their 60s that's left-handed, you can ask them about this. And they need because, a rough-landed, yeah. left-handed, Catholic. You know. Well, it was Catholic upbringing. It was right-handed God, left-hand Satan, you know, according <laughs> to the Bible. And so whenever I used my left hand... They would slap my hand. I, they, the nun, and I won't say her name because she might be alive. Because to me, nuns. Are I don't Catholic, know. At this point, Catholic, maybe she deserves it. Nuns are, Cat- <laughs> nuns are Catholic you. vampires. You know, they live forever. Let's get and She was like ninety back then. Yeah. So, but it, oh yeah, and I would take my glasses off, and she'd physically slap me in the face, sit me in the corner. I, and I got some friends that are right-handed now that were left-handed that are kind of messed up, not in a good way either. And. uh just because they were forced to... Well, at least I will thing. tell you this. The best comedy and the best everything, just like the best art, comes from pain, comes from oh, real- yeah. reality. And like I told you, that is an infinite well of possibility of jokes and funny and relatability to people who maybe do have a really big religious upbringing. Maybe they've never talked about it out loud. Maybe your joke bridges that gap and they're like... Hey, I think I was kind of assaulted a lot as a child, and I think I have some issues with that. Maybe they resolve it and live a better life. Like that's the power of comedy to yeah. me. Like bringing bridging those gaps of like, oh, maybe I was raped if I really think about it. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom. That's funny too, because when I come home crying, one day she goes, "Well, that's freaking it," and yeah. she went to the tr- tr- school and goes, "We're paying good money to send him this here. Uh, if you don't, if you don't like it, we'll just take him out." And Can then I- after that. That was changed. Can I ask you a question that's yeah. kind of scary? But no. So at what point did you, like, did you always kind of, like, internally go, like, they're saying he, I wish they were saying she? Oh, yeah. Um, since, well, like, day one? that because of the, uh, this is really weird for me. Yeah, I've always known. Kind of always known internally, like. Yeah, and it's not like knowing. It's not like, wow, you're thinking. You know, it's like, say, you don't get up every morning and go. Well, I'm going to be a boy today. Da, 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 right, right, right. You know, you're just kind of you living life. It, you know? So, okay, let me, so if that's your answer, then are you saying maybe was there like a singularity moment when you were like, uh, uh, I'm a girl. I need to be a female. I would be happier as such. Because I, I think that's the yeah. that's the disillusion we should paint for people is like yeah. what it really is internally for people, not to be mean, but people uh-huh. like you to go through because that's a lot. And yeah, and you got to remember, try going through it. During the fifties and six, or during the sixties, a lot different than. I mean, it's rough for everybody, but uh, I actually, you know, at the time, I was like, "Oh well, I'll just be who mm-hmm. they want me to be." Until I moved out, then I gradually. So you kind of knew now, even you know, before you moved out, you were like, "Just I, oh, I yeah. would like I to do something different," it. but right now it would be kind of hard, and, and you I, don't want to deal with the yeah. See, you know, it's so funny that you bring that up because that's literally how I felt with comedy my whole life. There was just something that I kind of felt like it, like I did golf my whole life and all this other stuff in high school and it just never felt right. And everything I was doing, I was like, this just isn't me and something's not right. And then as soon as I got here to Wright state, I've discovered Wiley's And the moment I found Wiley's, I was like, Oh, oh my well, God, this is it. That, when I started it four years ago, 
that was the opening for me too because I've always, you know, I want I don't want to say because you know you always hear well people say I'm funny at work and then you know that doesn't work out when you go on stage. Yeah. But I went and I, I just as a lark, my friends went to uh, Blind Bob's and right. I went over to the the comedy thing and I watched the open mic and I go oh, I'm gonna try that and then right after I did it, the first time I was like yeah this is it yeah this is this literally is that's how I felt oh yeah. my god it's so funny that you say that because literally my first as soon as my feet touched that stage at Wiley's I was like yeah this is it I literally it was just something the way it felt like the, there was like this atmosphere this bubble mm-hmm. that was around me that it finally felt like your home oh, almost yeah. because and- when I was like I played golf for like 18 years in my existence oh. that's tiring academics farmer life not that I was a farmer but I lived in the country it just didn't feel right and just like being on the stage just making people laugh showing oh, yeah. them that I took the time to write something funny or maybe it's just something that comes natural that's a good feeling. And there's a special feeling inside the club. Yeah. I mean, you go and you, and almost like, I don't want to say fraternity or sorority, but you walk in and you're feeling, you know, the vibe and you got everybody there with that vibe. And then you look at the walls and see all the wonderful comedians that's been there. You know, yeah. like, you know. That's the uh, other thing. That uh, there were a lot of famous comedians yeah, there. Yeah, and there's still and, some coming through. Yeah. And, and uh, still, yeah, no. And ones sure. that are getting developed, like Ryan. There was one that was there the other day, um, Adrian Cosby. He was really funny, and I, he was been on like a bunch of stuff. Oh I was yeah! Like, wow, you're like a real comic. And we were yeah. sitting there back, talking backstage, and I was making him laugh, pitching him some jokes. But really, it was just me talking with him, and just the fact that like he was laughing for just like a moment. It was like, am I good enough to be where he is or past? Because that's a scary thought. Because I don't really like having those thoughts. Because I don't think I'm good at anything. Well, you, oh, you know, you gotta, yeah, you you gotta have a a part of your brain that's doing a reality check on what you're doing and that. But most of all, you can't worry about it because if you worry about it, it's going to sign It's not more of a worry thing. It's just I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because it's not, if it's anything, I don't know if, if you want to figure out how you're going, if you are enjoying doing it and then all of a sudden you're going, well, this is kind of the path I want to keep going with this. That's a good figuring out. If, you're, if you start really nitpicking, then that's going to that's gonna hurt. You know, you don't nitpick, kind of flow, and then it, it'll lead you. Because, you know, as like I said, you, you'll know, and especially, it's not an insult if people don't like you on stage, because sometimes that's No, like, not at all. It's not, it's not like, oh, it's I'm not, not your doing joke. something they like. It's like, oh, this, you know, I know, I, I can know if I did this to make this flow this way, they might understand this more, and it might be funnier to them, as long as I, and half of it's being convinced, if you... On stage, you're having a good time, not being cocky. Like, yeah, here, here I no, am. No, you're there. And do the mic like, you're drop. like the best comedians to me, and they some of the like the best comedians in the world get a lot of haze from a lot of like the local comics, and I think it's a jealousy thing out of anything because some of them, the reason they're famous is because how good they are about as soon as they're on that stage, they're just like you. Oh, they're yeah. eye level. They paint the picture to where we're all even. I'm not above you. Let's have a good laugh. I may rise a few times and during the stories. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, and they, they go, oh, "Okay, he is human, or she is human." Whoever's on stage, or the he, best comedians to me start, paint the show like this. Everybody starts on the ground floor the whole time. Mm-hmm. Throughout the story, that comedian will paint himself above or below that median line of ground indefinitely, however high or low, and. The whole time you're laughing like, oh, he's, oh, 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 yeah. oh, you know what I mean? And yeah. the whole time you're just in this bliss moment of like, laugh at the jester. Oh, yeah. Laugh at the idiot. 
make fun of the clown and the spot joke with the comedian like the the sentence keeps evolving throughout time and i can't wait to see what the next one is after stand-up but like to me stand-up's here to stay even though people call it the dying art and it's so hard to make to me if you're funny like really funny the best comedians live comedy they are jokes on and off the stage they are that personality and you don't you might have an idea of what you're doing when you go on but the feedback from the crowd and the feeling of the crowd i've done it and a lot of you other people. Laughs. I've done it where you. I've changed everything I did. Yeah. Right on stage, just because I said something. And it was kind of where they were going with it. Because then you just because that's it with where them. the audience is comfortable to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Stay in that comfortability pool of laughter. Uh-huh. I don't know what more to say. Listen, comfortability this is, pool. This, we've talked a lot. Uh, this has been the first half hour of the show. Ta-da. We're about to play the first uh, culture shock sound effects. Whatever. I'll get, I'll get the button at some point. Um, this is a song I very much like, and while it's censored, and that sucks, because radio, I hope you all enjoy it, uh, and we'll come back and talk about transgenderism and comedy and more things, uh, that are scary for radio, but not for us, because this is a disappointing radio show, and if you thought it wasn't scary, then you would be disappointed. So please enjoy the first Culture Shock, uh, Notorious B.I.G., Sky's the Limit, from Life's After Death. Please enjoy. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. I'd like to welcome All to the right. stage All the lyrically acclaimed. Right. I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase. He went from ashy to classy. I like that. So everybody in the house, give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.T. The notorious B.I.T. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him, y'all. Uh. Never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh. I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's the with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That clock. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next Look at they man eye, big man, they never try So we roll with them, uh, stole with them, I mean loyalty Put me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate The cookies, butter crunch, 88, Oscars and blue and white duck Ask the slice you know Sky is the limit, and I know that you 
Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately, Frank the deputy Quick to grab my smith and like my was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands Get my daughter this college plan So she don't need no man Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it And live the phrase, sky's the limit Boom, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this song. What do you think about the backs too? Yeah, that was very good. Do you like the do you know what that first part is from? That obviously African American voice actor slash comedian slash actor who was you wouldn't know him like personally, but I'm just saying it was not me. It was a black man in the first part, and then it was me on the second part of that. Yeah, back the, too. oh yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah, part you out. could kind of tell <laughs> one was the yeah, impression, Brighton. You're yeah, not the, nailing it the, as the, hard the as you DNA, think. The DNA ain't necessary. Yeah, we uh, yeah, can but, hear uh, your white. But who? Who? No, who was? I can't. It I can't. was uh, actor off of Trailer Park Boys. It's a scene oh, okay. to where it's like one of the first two seasons to where they're about to fight. And he's just like telling them off. And there was just something about the scene that's really funny to me. But there's no music during that scene. Oh, okay. So, so you, the you music in the that. background oh, is actually cool. background music I heard once off of a Bob's Burgers episode. And I was like, that's oh. really sweet. Now, that's one show I do. I really so I was like, I like those mashings of like beautiful little uh-huh. things. Uh, speaking of that, that very good. we'll take a second before we start bantering off. Uh, I'll play you one of my favorite buttons. Uh, I feel like I got to play a different one, though, than the one I was about to press because, oh, this is a good one. I don't know if you've even played this on air. Um, Listen, I make a lot of gay jokes as a straight man because I I think it's important to flex every muscle comedically in the brain. 
And for those of you who are uncomfortable joking about gay stuff, allow me to with this two-minute button of Brighton Jones is gay. Well, no, we ain't living with no gay person. Is it, jo- is it Joe? Oh, gay, gay. Sorry. We ain't living with no gay dude. Come on, man. Shut up. I got problems, all right? I'm supposed to be getting some, big time, on account of my tragedy, but now everyone thinks I'm gay. Who's everyone? Well, f***ing <clears throat> Harlem Globetrotters, for one. Curly, Metalark. That's why they haven't called. No one thinks you're gay, Shake. Look, it takes time and hard work to become gay. I mean, you need another person to influence your weak emotions. You know, DJ Disappointment. Down in the well. Hold on. Okay, he loves dudes. I so busted him cutting pictures of a Jeep out of a magazine. Then yesterday, he drew my bathwater and he gave me that look like, hey, I wear running shorts. That's okay, son. Cause whoever you decide that you are, I still gonna love you. But just not in that gay way. Cause God makes all people different sizes and shapes and problems. But he only makes the people he hate gay. That's you. You it, boy. You gay. No, I'm not. You don't know me. Hey, Frank, what is gay? What does that mean? Look, Shake, just because you don't want to admit you like living with a gay person, doesn't mean you can't legally marry in the church. I know. Wait. Look, the right thing to do is to accept him for his difference. Or you could just cut his head off, hide the body in the desert. That'd be different. Wait, why? Someone's been off the chain again. Oh, yeah, they've been uh, pretty much common law married uh, for years. It's cool. I don't have a problem with that. I'm fine with it. I don't think it's, you know, constitutional. But, you know, they, they, they do whatever they want, as long as they ain't flaunting it out in my yard or nothing. Because, you know, I'm a man. Oh, don't lube it up. Oh, oh wait. What's with that? They're gay ones. Hey, where's my money here? Seen here taking his lover in his arms. You don't have to be gay to like... Brighton Jones. You just have to be gay to be... Brighton Jones. Or to be... Brighton Jones. You have to be gay. Oh. I guess what we're saying here at Channel 5 is... Brighton Jones. ...is gay. And so is that milkshake. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was awesome. So I that's the button. That. I that was can, pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. a little movie for people's ears. I like making buttons like that for my oh, like, my favorite cool. episodes of stuff. And listen, if it wasn't disappointing of a radio show, we wouldn't be on the air. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a white kid that doesn't know his place. But like, I think there's just a lot of things to say in the world. And I think a lot of people are scared to say those things because of where they're from. And I think that's crazy because to me, isn't intellectual property the whole point of like anybody can know and say anything because we're all human beings. So why don't we act like it? (laughs) Yeah. it's All times are weird times anymore. So. (laughs) Oh, that's a good way to put it. All times are weird times. times I've never liked when someone's like, why can't you be normal? Or why can't you do that the normal way? First of all. There is no definition of any normal way because the universe is an everlasting, ever-expanding, and ever-changing thing. There is no normal because it's never one thing, you doofus. So why dare you tell me how to wipe tables? They're getting wet. I'm cleaning it as fast as I can. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. (laughs) I'm the janitor here. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. Or the custodian. Yeah. Someone said that the uh, the button was hilarious. So that the button was, not... was very good. Oh, I like the gay button. Uh, <laughs> Brighton is gay. I like gay. the gay button. Too. I like the gay <laughs> button. 
I've got some other buttons. Uh, Is it an any or an out? I've got <laughs> short buttons. I've got little buttons. Um, oh, I've got a button that's kind of long. I'm going to save it for the second part of the show because I've been meaning to play it. And okay. I don't think I've, it's five minutes long. And it's mm, it's called What is Church? And we've been talking a lot about religion. So I wanted to play it. You know what? We've been talking a lot about yeah. religion. I'm just going to pull uh, the trigger because I have yeah. another button for later. I like their fried this chicken. Is, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been talking a lot about religion today. And before we play this oh, button, I'll give uh, Holly a chance to talk because she is my guest. And she is amazing. And I appreciate a million percent you being here. And I also want to take this chance to say, you know, if you want to plug anything, if you're oh, well, social media person, if you have a show coming up, maybe you're working on a... Pro- yeah, if, like, if like I the movie turn thing, on my Chromebook, I'm pretty good too. If you're allowed to talk about that movie thing, oh, yeah. that'd be a good thing to plug maybe here. Yeah, well, well, on November 9th, I got a show at The Courtyard, Comedy at The Courtyard, and The Courtyard Lounge in Inglewood. It's my first show I put together. It's got a bunch of really good comedians. Dom Smith is on it too. He was on the show uh, last yeah, week. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of good people. And then on the 12th, I'm going to be at a show at the Upfront Lounge in Columbus. It's called Miss Microphone. Long story short, I signed a movie waiver. They're filming this with a, a 17 other comedian, comedian, women comedians. I'm a transgender and all these other different women comedians. And uh, that's going to be made into it. They're filming. They did the interviews with us in the beginning, in the, in the middle of the summer. And then right now they're going to be filming our routines. And then that's going to be released as a movie Next year, they're already talking about the I can't film wait for festival. That. Oh, me neither. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm definitely going to have to watch and that. If anything, you should ask. Oh, he does kind of celebrity movie, like big movie. I was going to say you should ask. Um, what's his name? Um, I don't think it's Mike Wells. It's what's. Uh, it's another comedian who does that podcast uh, where they watch movies. You ever oh, come over to their house? It's him and his wife. Oh, uh, Mike Shea. Yeah, Mike Shea. That's. I'm so sorry. My name. Oh no, you know, and I don't. I've never seen this podcast, but when you I, said I've done two episodes up. for it, and oh, that sounds like that'd be fun. It's a fun time every time because literally you have to watch the movie before you do the show, and we'll sit there, we'll have some wine, and like watch the movie. It's very funny, and <laughs> it's always good. And I was like, dude, we should do an. That should be, you should ask them to be like, you should do my movie. If you get that movie in hand, you should ask them to do an episode. I would oh, listen yeah. to that ten times over. That'd be a oh, really good episode. Be awesome. Yeah. So it's. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm, I probably should put in for open mic again at Wiley's. I haven't done that for a while. I put in, been, but I put in for the last like five weeks, and I've got nothing back. Well, yeah, sometimes it takes me. You know, but I think they said that it's been full up for a minute. But oh, David yeah, it, put it, me on a put, mic uh, for Saturday. I'm going to be on an open mic this weekend. Oh, and, oh God! Oh, oh God! God! See now you bring no, religion back. This is actually the first time any guest has asked me to plug something of mine. Yeah, where are you going to be at? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's probably important to know. I'm going to be at the Spirited Goat Coffee House at Yellow Springs. Oh, Yellow Springs. Okay, at cool. 8 p.m. It's going to be me, uh, Damon Darling Senior, Kevin Rupert, Neil Griffin, and more comedians. So far, all I've heard is uh, all black comedians and me being the only white comedian. So far, I've heard, and I love crowds like that because oh, yeah. my first paid show ever was in the Crown Plaza Hotel at the top oh, of the glass yeah. room, and it was an all-black crowd, oh, yeah. all-black comedian lineup, and I was the only white guy there. Doing Those it. are fun. I've and that was the best times. moment yeah. of my life. I mean, I contemplate saying the... I, I can contemplate saying Nibba. I have to say the altered one uh, yeah. for radio, but, you know, that word's one... We've expressed it on the show, so we're not yeah. going to go into it. That's yeah. one of my favorite words. Not the first word, but the new word. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well, good for you, man. That's great. Yeah, spirited goat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully people come out. Well, anyways, like we said, we've been talking about yeah. religion, and like she said, we brought up God. So please enjoy this button that I like to call in the audio adventure of What is Church? Please hold me. 
keep me. I promise I'll never do bad. I thank you for all the gifts that I ever had. Please take care of me and don't leave me in the lurch. If you do, I promise I'll always go to church. That's a prayer by Dennis Dooley. Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Brule. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about something pretty fun, kind of boring, church. It's not just a dusty old building, it's a house of guard. Is your God a nice God? Is he better than some other guy's God? Genghis? Mohammed? I go to the Church of Santa Claus, but who cares? In the house of God, a name of church, with a guy who runs the whole show in this business, I was not allowed to go to church by my mother, Doris Springle Brule. She put me in a cage on Sunday and fed me raisins. Well, the raisins are good for you, but now that you're an adult, you can come. I can't take my eyes off that dang earring you have on. It looks so cool. Okay, well... I didn't know a purse could be so cool. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, I'm just an ordinary person like you are. Mobin, my mama's man, said that wearing earrings is for ladies. What do you think of them apples, Charlie? Well, they are for ladies, and they're for men, too. Sounds good to me. What do you do up here? What do I do up here? Well, we have a, a sacred meal every Sunday. Do you serve is, mashed potatoes and gravy? Absolutely not. We serve bread and wine. What about uh, pork chops? Do you have those? No, I'm sorry. We just have ordinary, you know, sacramental things. Sounds like a boring supper. Okay, well. Okie dokie. Can't win them all. No, I guess you can't. Let me just ask you straight. Can I be a priest, please? It would be hard please. if you don't study. I have never sinned. Can I be a priest? You never did anything wrong. Nope. You've never stolen anything. Mm. Okay, that's good. Have you ever had relationships with ladies that was not your wife, for example? One time I tried to give a kiss on Cynthia Drangus. She said no. Okay, well then... I passed the test here in the house of God. Ha ha, didn't make any sense. Well then you're right up there with Jesus, I guess. It's lonely at the top. It can be. Most of us have done things that we regret later. I'm a priest too. I could be if I say I am. I don't need to be a priest. I'm a doctor. See you at church, suckers. Well, if you were sick of praying to Gordon, you want to really f*** up. My next guest is Wizard. Hi. Hello, doctor. Tell me about how to cast a spell on somebody. Well, you don't cast a spell on somebody so much as you do. Do you love Satan? No. If you don't worship Jengis, you have to worship Satan. Mm. Well, yes, I, you do. Uh, I don't think so, because yes, there are so many other gods and goddesses uh -huh. in all of the myths of the world. Uh -huh. Please. Nope, sorry. Say you love Satan. No, I don't love Satan. Sometimes you're a little devil, aren't you? Well, uh, perhaps I might be. But I went my... to a hip-hop club with Rondon Volante and all his friends. They made me make sex. I don't know. They what gave to me say. a lot of pills and yeah. things to smoke and drink. I put my mouth on a black dingus. Want to smell my finger? I think I'll pass. Smells like my rear. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't mind smelling your finger. <laughs> right. Give me a sniff. Oh, sure. There you go. Tommy <laughs> smells like, like fried chicken. Hey, old wizard, let's do a spell. Hocus, pocus, dominocus. Wizard got my brain. 
So a wizard put a spell on me, and I started to feel really bad about all the things I did at Rondon's playpen. Better go see the big man upstairs. Have a little talk. Thanks for taking the time to see me, old-timer. Pretty neat being up by these pearly gates. <sighs> I told Gord all the bad things that I did in Rondon's playpen. I chewed on prills, put powder in my nose, sucked on a black dangus till milk came out. He said, don't worry about it. Brighton. Just take it easy, Cheesy. You're just a perfect little flower. Great news. Then Gord gave me a massage with his big hands. Thanks, Gord. You're a good old man. And there you are. <laughs> Pretty good trick, eh? I went to hell. You know what Winston Churchill said about that? If you're going through hell, keep going. You know what the devil said about hell? What? Welcome to hell. Who gives a nation for your hell? I think that's my favorite button that I've ever <laughs> Dude, put together. I just love what that. is church? I think that perfectly <laughs> describes what is church. <laughs> the whole like deep voice for the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think I'm just going crazy. No, that's like. <laughs> that was that was a very Mad Dog 2020 voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know who that actor was that does that voice? No, who? The guy that is the other stepbrother that's not Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. He does a oh, show uh, called Check It Out. Oh, oh, darn it, darn it, darn it, darn it. <sighs> See, his name's hard to remember. John C. Riley. That's, I think, right? Yeah, John C. Riley. That sounds Riley. right. That's the guy that does all the films with, he's always with... Yeah, Will he, Ferrell. He does and, that show, uh, Check It Out, with Tim and Eric on Adult Swim, and uh, it's amazing. And it's like a lost uh, gem that no one watched, and it's so funny. Like, he interviews babies. Like, it... Oh, yeah. He, it's, he's, what he's I've a compared, Have you ever comedian. seen the Eric Andre show? No. Okay. The, the Eric Andre show is an African-American mixed guy who... Uh, Co-hosted by Hannibal Burris, very funny comedian. Um, I thought you did Hannibal Lecter for a minute. I go, oh. <laughs> yeah, Halloween, right? Uh, they each do the show and it's supposed to be the world's worst talk show uh -huh. and like their guests always get upset and uncomfortable yeah. and they just prank it's crazy and I would say that is the equivalence like the white version of that uh -huh. is check it out and that's what that clip those clips some of those clips are from um, I just think it's important that like those really 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 solid jokes bits conversations those were meant to be shared I mm -hmm. laughed really hard okay let me help you guys all laugh you know oh, what I mean yeah. like I don't feel anything any remorse for like using that material a little bit because I mix it myself a little bit and change up some stuff and cut out the in-betweens parts and oh, I don't no. know like I, I don't know I just want people to laugh the way I did when I first heard that stuff oh yeah I don't know no that's great I, I really liked that that was funny 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 funny, funny. well thank you so much yeah I uh we were talking about transgender stuff and I want to know do you think being transgender potentially opens you up? I asked this to Damon about being black, so I think it's important to ask about everything. Do you think being transgender allows you a bigger pool of jokes for that specific pool of transgender material because you are transgender, so it's more likely that you could sell a joke about, well, you know, it's like, basically like you're saying, it's like, you know, well, like you said, you said you talked to Damon. It's like being black, you're open up to being more able to do, say, you know, you know. Af Afro-American black jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess so, you know. So, uh, I, when I, I don't, if, it comes, <laughs> if it comes up, if it comes up in my brain, I'll write it down. Or sometimes I'll go through a phase of, like, figuring stuff out like that. But I don't. You like, don't really source to that. No, I don't. I go like, all right, here's transgender day jokes. 
da, 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 yeah, da, da. it's but, not really something. But that, it's like, stuff we can relate to, and sometimes stuff in real life mm-hmm. where you know things happen. You know, and and the interesting thing is, is that like, yeah, I'm, I have I have a lot of fun, and I Blah, and most burp. of the bars. Haha, oh, do a shot, folks. Yeah, right. And um, I'll um, I go to a lot of what you want to say, straight bars, and most of my friends. And That's a funny. I'll, we should just call them bars because we should bars, stop yeah. labeling. Because yeah, I don't think there should label, be gay no. bars. No, I don't but, think there should be straight bars. No. I think there should be bars where guys are yeah. more likely to put your penis in their mouth. Yeah. How about we label it no, like no, that? No, no. I'm and just saying these are bars that normally... Uh, a lot of people, my calendar, my calendar. What if that's how, what we got rid of? Was like less gender terms, mm-hmm. and really we just label yeah. things off what people are really wanting out of life is a blowjob. So oh. go to, hey, you want to go to that more likely to have a guy's mouth on your penis bar, or do you want to uh-huh. get more likely to not have any yeah. girl put her mouth on your penis j- <laughs> bar because you're overly drunk at the Applebee's? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that was like, but for me too, it's like my friend Loris bar. It is fun and. Um, when guys don't know yeah. that um, a man, you know, transgender, they it's interesting. That's the stuff that's kind of interesting to write down for jokes because How? all of a sudden I got a feeling of what you know experience like, what, of someone of who went on a date with someone who was not yeah, what you know, they like, thought potentially. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay, you bought me two drinks. I guess I guess you. That's all right then for you to put your hand on my ass because I didn't read the all whole book yet about two drinks for the hand on the ass. You know, yeah, stuff like that. I definitely like. I don't know. I feel like the best comedians don't have to live that life to make those jokes. Oh no! But the best comedians know how to put you in that mindset to see through their eyes at least. Oh yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like that. that. I don't know. It's just making people look at something that they Cause I can't a way do, that they wouldn't re- look at before. Because it's hard for me to do like any transgender material. That's yeah. kind of an area of comedy I haven't really explored yet. Yeah. But I've mm-hmm. immediately explored like gay material uh-huh. because it was really funny for some reason for some people. Because I guess I just don't come off as gay, which I'm not gay, so I'm glad I don't. Mm-hmm. But I have a girlfriend. She's. I promise she's real. Don't make me spiral down this hole again, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Here's, when I here's do, one thing real quick for me. You're good, yeah. Um, I worked at a bar called Daiquiri Jacks for six years. It okay. was up in Detroit, right in the middle of Ford. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, and we were open. We had all the good old boys coming in, steel workers. Mm-hmm. Halloween, I always dressed in drag. Well, the first Halloween I did that, I did a few days before, a few days after. The second <laughs> Halloween, it was like a month before that. After a while, the guys go, you know, well, then Bill, Bill, just, just dress. Oh, you that's kind of sweet. Because they know me too. It's like it's that's not kind like of you, a nice like reassurance. Yeah. Like just they just knew do me what before you they knew. Like I didn't come out like here I am. Just deal with it. It's like yeah, kind of grew. You know, and they knew the person. Unfortunately, people don't take the time to learn to know the person. Right. But at the same time, too, it's just kind of you know. I I'm not gonna say I'm here. Um, transgender. Transgender. Get rid of her. Transgender. But most of them just. Learn to love me. <laughs> See, I like that, and that's how, and I, like, I have a friend who's gay. We don't talk much anymore, but he told me that he did the same thing on every Halloween. He would just dress up in drag because it was fun, and it was, it wasn't really like he wanted to be a girl, but it's fun to explore that. And I don't think we should bash people that are trying to explore that because, again, it's all just about feeling out your skin. Like for me, you know, not to say that I could have been gay, but like I don't know what I was searching for. I just knew I didn't feel right oh. at home. And then when I met comedy and doing it, I was like, oh, yeah. this is it. This is the this is the mistress I've been looking for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And then I met my 
girlfriend, and then I was like, well, I guess two's okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, the two's okay. And it's like, you know... It's, <laughs> two's okay. Yeah, the, yeah that's, 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 always, that's always a plus. And I tell you, it's funny because I don't go out of my way. I stand my ground. Don't get me wrong. I'm not wishy-washy, but I don't go out of my way. But I do have people come up to me after seeing me com- in comedy and going, you know, um, I and it's not like, oh, I just wear dresses because I kind of feel this way. What should I do? And I'm going like, well, and then I, I'll show them paths to go to, you know, right. to read more about it or maybe counseling and that. It's because it's when people come up and go, thank you, you know, for doing this. And it's not a It's just the idea effort. of seeing someone yeah. else be able to do it because they don't have the current strength. Yeah. But the idea that comedy can potentially give them that strength. And not just with transgenderism, with everything Race, in life. With, yeah. I mean, whatever. That's uh, that's my whole idea. Scotty Mace is the most amazing person in the world uh, he does so much stuff for uh, fa- uh, families Fat of people. addicts, <laughs> FOA, yeah, families of addicts, and he he was uh, uh, a a drug addict for a long time. He struck, I think I know the comic you're talking about. It, yeah, and he's a comedian. He does some of the comedy related to that. Yeah, and he does it well, and he has other. And I just admire him so much. And that's someone when they see him on stage, well, he pulled through, and you know, and he's working on it. And it's it's not like oh. I'm going to quit this. It's like it's a struggle every day. It's nice hearing somebody that yeah. got on the other end of it that didn't end uh-huh. up in a gutter or oh, yeah. someone's so, dad's dead Facebook post or So it's amazing like how that. much of an inf- you might not realize as a comedian on stage how much of an influence you have on someone. I try to imagine that but at the same time I'm just trying to have fun. Oh well yeah, I mean no I and mean it's hard to paint that disillusion like I sometimes I spiral into that like oh crap, what did I just say and did that have yeah. an effect? And I hope it's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. Oh no, no, you're you're right. You, you know, that's the thing. You don't want to think too much. I tell you what, if ignorance ignorance was bliss, I'd be We'd the happiest be person in the yeah. world. I uh, I just I don't know. I've talked to Damon. I've talked to Don. And I've talked to a lot of different comedians, and I just like I'm so weird about a lot of stuff because I've come from a really weird life. Like people tell me constantly, white people shouldn't make a lot of jokes about the N word. Or race or anything like that, but like, okay, what is then? I'm okay to do it. I don't understand what the conversation is then, because again, I'm here telling you, yeah, I'm a white person. I came from a house of multiple cultures. I came from a house of love, and yeah, my parents were strict and a little, you know, yeah. thick on the verbal abuse sometimes, but it's part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I grew, I I cried and I laughed with these guys. So who are you to tell me that they're not my family? And then if they are my family why can't i say nibble what's up you know what i mean oh <laughs> like, yeah why, wh- who are you to say i can't tell my brother how i love him and uh, i don't oh, know yeah. it just <laughs> aggravates the crap out of me because i don't know because uh, the world isn't ready for brighton jones maybe that's the answer i need to, uh, <laughs> to provide oh no they'll be accepted <sighs> i don't know i'm just a piece of me thinks that i'm supposed to live this interesting life a, a piece also me thinks that to be the best comedian you have to live your life as a comic put yourself in hilarious situations Bring up hilarious things to strangers. Make your way into the world and do extra things you wouldn't have to do normally just to, like, I don't know. We're going to, let me, before I spiral into the weird, we're just going to take a micro break and then when we come back, we'll talk for a minute. We'll get our second culture shock in, sound effects, whatever. And then we'll play some sweet tunes. We'll come back, finish out the show, and we'll all say, why did we spend a Thursday listening to such a disappointing show? And we will be back in a second. Lovelies. Every day, men and women 
from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. You are listening to WWSU 106.9 FM, Airborne Dayton, Dayton's right choice. And And now, your Wright State weather forecast. Here is your midweek and trick-or-treat forecast for October 30th through November 1st. There will be periods of rain Wednesday through Thursday, changing to snow showers Thursday night. Thursday night will be breezy with winds gusting to 40 miles per hour. It will be sunny on Friday. High temperatures Wednesday and Thursday will be in the upper 50s with temperatures Thursday falling during the day. The high Friday will be in the upper 40s. Low temperatures Wednesday night will be in the mid-50s. Thursday and Friday night will be in the lower 30s. Freezing temperatures are possible for Thursday night and Friday morning. Trick-or-treating forecast for October 31st, 6 to 8 p.m. There will be a chance of rain and it will be breezy. It will be 45 degrees at 6 p.m., 42 degrees at 7 p.m., and 40 degrees at 8 p.m. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. I love this song! I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. And you know what happens when you don't know your own name? You know what happens when you're not even sure who you... You know what happens, strange, straggling strummer, when you interrupt Chris Jericho? Hmm? 
You know what happens? That's Micah Tyler with never been a moment. You just made the list! This is WWSE 106.9 FM, the right choice. We play everything, except for the list. Man, I hate commercials. Don't even say the C word to me. Where'd that loser Brighton at? Knowing B? He probably out there boxing birds and shiz. Let's get back to it before anyone tunes out. <sighs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap? You tripping, big dog. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Ta-da! Made coffee, took dumps, did all the things. I made dumps. I went to get coffee and I burped, so you got to do a shot now. Yeah, that we, wasn't online. Yeah, we're That's keeping the camera. Ca- the counter's always rolling. You know, we're, the burp, rolling, the burps rolling, never rolling. stop. I don't know what to tell you. I uh, so like we were talking about before, we were spiraled into the break, and we will get to our uh, next culture shock around nine ten. So we'll have a couple minutes to talk. Um, what is, in your opinion, your like favorite thing to make jokes about? Like, do you have a favorite topic to bring out on stage? Do you have like a hidden dagger of comedy that you secretly have on you at all times that you're like when in doubt pull this out slit throats and and you know what i was gonna rhyme that but i couldn't think of a fourth sentence (laughs) (laughs) you know when you like you say when you you first start you're trying to just get a groove going you know get your groove going in that but then after a while then you develop stuff and you you're you kind of stay your own person but then you kind of slide here and there with different kind of jokes and then after a while when you're doing it for two or three years, that's when it really, all of a sudden it goes, wow, that kind of kicks in and helps me that I did that because yeah. then you might have a crowd where it goes two or three different ways. Right. So that's, and then that, that's where that works in really good. But Do- like, I don't, I don't specifically write a joke. I might write a transgender joke, you know, just pop Well, not even head. like just about that. No, like no, maybe you I have mean, like a really good, the theme like, thing is something else on this way. Maybe you got a really good like BJ joke or maybe you got a good oh, yeah, joke a about macaroni. Or some joke that oh. just is so solid, like oh, yeah. that it's just worth doing. Oh yeah, I got I got a couple. And if I'm doing a routine and because I have a joke that I about, well, I, do I will have, do that. I'll go to my. I do have a signature joke as being yeah. a white straight male about getting fingered from uh-huh. a girl and it being straight because it is a girl. Oh yeah. And I think that whole premise is kind of funny of being like a guy. It's like so what? It's my butt and it's yeah, her yeah. finger and it's a girl. How is it not straight? And it's like because you're getting fingered. It's not a man's no. finger. No. And then it's just the whole like spiraling joke of like, did I wipe well enough to even be fingered as a man? Because yeah, yeah. we don't give girls credit enough. But hey, there's some solid wipers out there. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's great. I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. It. And that's it, my it's a point too where joke. sometimes if a crowd's not going with you, all of a sudden you go, wow. You know what they would like? And then yeah, you just this. pop a trap. Because that's what that. Damon and me talked about. Like, if yeah. you were a, a cowboy or a like a gunslinger in yeah. like, the West and you had a leather strap and it was like individual bullets in like some of the, like, you know what I mean? Like, not like oh. long rows of bullets, but you have like one bullet and like some space <laughs> yeah. and then another bullet on your hilt. How many of those bullet jokes do you carry around and with an empty gun ready to load like always for oh, sure okay. hits? Like, bam, butt joke or like, bam, oh, yeah. macaroni. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. Uh, cowboys. I wrote. I just wrote. I just wrote what I'm working on. I tried a couple places. It was just quick. It says that, uh, and I can't actually do the whole thing. But I switched the words to the Oklahoma. Oh Oklahoma, da da da. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, that's funny. And I sang Brokeback Mountain thing to it. And then when I got done, everybody's going, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and I start laughing. And I go, "And that." 
got me kicked out of the karaoke bar. <laughs> and that's why I'm not allowed back at Cheryl Teef's house. Yeah. Or some, yeah, some, that's something like that. You know, you yeah, start off, like, yeah. I like that. That's a good bit. Yeah. That's I, uh, I try to go to every Wiley's every Sunday. And my mom stresses so much. And she's like, be careful. It's dangerous. Yeah, there was a shooting. Yeah, it didn't happen at Wiley's. I don't yeah. have to tell you. That shooting's all over, and it's tragic. I mean, it's terribly tragic. But you can't let that. It is tragic. You can't but I, let but that, you know what? And I and I said this on the air, and I'll say it again. You. Comedians in Dayton that were probably there that night at that shooting, I will bet my life they wrote some jokes about it that night. Because oh, you know yeah. why? Mm-hmm. Real life trauma is the best source for material. Especially if it happened that night and the adrenaline's fresh, of course you're going to put pen to paper. Yeah. Don't act to me. Don't act like Jerry Seinfeld did not write a 9-11 joke the day 9-11 happened. <laughs> uh, did you ever go, um, this off the wall now, talking about you know the Wiley Sunday comics, do you ever go to the comics hang? Yeah, I try I, to go to all of them. Uh, I had to only show up for, I showed up at like 6.30 last one because I had the interview I had to do last weekend. But I did show up for the open mic. Yeah. And then the week before that, I was there for that hang. Yeah, I don't get to go as much as I want, but those are fun, too. It is nice because it's just Don and a couple comedians yeah. just kind of snacking on some pops and chips and talking about jokes. And Oh, yeah. You just get to see. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's just a nice little community of like, hey, if anyone wants to go out and smoke a funny smelling cigarette or yeah, <laughs> not to that degree, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's just it's just no one really asks. No one really tells. No one really cares. No one really oh, no. wants to know because they're just working on jokes and it's oh, just yeah. a little family of clowns i guess you want to call it yeah there is there is a community with the comedians and um i, I will I say though there's that. some bad apples of the community that just oh, yeah. treat me terrible for i don't even know why because i've never even been mean to a comedian to my yeah. knowledge <laughs> and i'm going to say this right now and this is not um uh, being trained i've been very blessed with the acceptance i've had with the comedian family and on and everywhere i've went but at the same time um there's a couple friends of mine they live in other parts of the state. They go, I would love to have you on the comedy show, but I don't know if it would be safe for you to be here. And doesn't that suck to hear? Yeah. But that's why and, I'm like, I think know, there needs I to be some that. white guy, straight white male, that is so woke-minded about race, about mm-hmm. transgenderism, about all that stuff. Yeah. He can sneak past the lines of racism, get to the stages, do the sets, and boom enlighten millions mm-hmm. because and i hate to say this racists can identify races oh yeah. that's all they know how to do if i i slip through the cracks i'm a white guy they'll know unless they're really gonna bust me for the jerry curls i don't really think so. nah. <laughs> nothing's really gonna happen i don't know maybe i'm just crazy bust, bust for the jerry curls bust for the jerry yeah. curls well, we'll leave you with that thought as we dive into our second culture shock ladies and gentlemen and then we'll come back and finish off the show uh enjoy uh oh mama by Run the Jewels. Good song. I love it. I hope you will too. the host of it, writing the upholstery, somewhere right close to me, just in case the rollers be, rolling on the G, my woman keep it in the hosiery, I'm known in my town, and on strips where high rollers be, I'm up early, where the money folders, sipping folders be, a country boy chilling in Brooklyn like lefty spoke for me, 
with us, you with the truth, we speak openly. Never a rat like Donnie Brasco though, cause they know with me. Notice me, senpai, they cry when I choke to speak. Set this crooked city on fire to light the smokery. Old timers speak of us, hushed and crushed their rosaries. I lust after greatness, I'm aiming right at his ovaries. Better run from the future, Palooka. You acting like it's safe and the revolution's been. There's liars on the loose if we listen to you, we're the takers of the jewels, never singing a tune in. My mama said that I'm not living right. She said I'm crying on ya. She said I waited up for you all night. I said I'm trying, mama. My mama said that I'm not living right. She said I'm crying on ya. She said I waited up for you all night. I said I'm trying, mama. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed Oh Mama uh, as much as we did. I enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. We were talking about Ohio and music on the break, so we'll continue the banter. Uh, I hate Ohio for a lot of reasons. It's depressing. The weather's terrible. I lived in a cornfield, so I had no neighbors, so my social skills I thought were terrible. Really, I guess that produced a social wizard because he just kept practicing his skills to walls with no neighbors to (laughs) talk to. Um, but I will say Ohio is a central hub for music. So many different paths of so many oh, different yeah. musicians <laughs> walked through this state. I mean, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan, Biggie. I mean, they are all, like, not all, but like a lot of those from New York, from neighbor states. But for some reason, Ohio is such a big hub 
it's because In of all Dayton, the decades. Cincinnati, all the decades. and Columbus, those three central hubs for like mm-hmm. entertainment, mm-hmm. theaters, and stuff and crap like that. Oh, yeah. Especially Cleveland. Like, ugh. Yeah. I saw Joe Walsh. You know, before James Gang up at the Agora mm-hmm. in Cleveland. You That's know? awesome. I went to the Agora Theater and saw Ninja Sex Party oh, live, cool. and that was one of the best concerts of my life because opening up for them was Booty Patrol. Oh yeah, I'd never heard of them before, but it was a very funny band, and it was a it was really honestly my first experience besides Weird Al Yankovic of live music that was also kind of comedy. Oh, yeah. And it was bridging that gap of funny. Uh-huh. And it was amazing that these guys could play music well and then still make this audience laugh. Because oh, yeah. Because I don't know if anyone has ever tried to tell a speech that's funny at a graduation or anything like that. It's hard to public speech, especially to be funny. Oh, like, yeah. anyone can say anything. But the moment you have to make yeah. people laugh, it's way harder all of a sudden. So, like, I don't know. The fact that they could do that kind of blew me away. And that excited me, like... Now I play the guitar and piano some, yeah. and like a piece of me thinks you could tr- like like um what's her name uh-huh. uh, Charlie she plays the ukulele kind of bridging that gap kind of like Bo Burnham oh, does yeah. the piano bridging that gap of comedy and music because really I mean I love music so much at some point those are gonna bridge and merge in some kind of finger painting mess of mm-hmm. whatever is gonna be on stage but. I don't know. I think it's important for comedians to, be, to diversify themselves. I think it's stupid oh, for yeah. all these guys to keep doing the same thing every week, same jokes. It's not working. No. 1970, I actually took a speech class here at Wright State. I went to Wright State for three and a half years. Back mm-hmm. when it was like four buildings <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of pot. <laughs> That's amazing. And frisbees. And I, uh, that I, was funny because I played with bands, garage yeah. bands. And maybe that was a difference because I could do that. The most people I've ever been in front of was 2,000 people. At this uh, concert they had out off Dog Lake Road, and it was like, just they used to do really crazy things back in the seventies. Right, just throw these parties. BYO, twelve bucks, go in and be like fifteen bands in a night, and uh, that didn't bother me. But I took the speech because I just couldn't. And doing comedy doesn't bother me. But at the at that point in time, I couldn't like say, "Hello, class, how are you doing today? We're going to learn about." Roller coasters, you know, teaching, and, yeah, and then that, like, kind of and that, that that was kind of without making a joke. But I think it's all different. Yeah, but I think if you're good at comedy and stand up, you'll eventually be good at those things. Because I also believe that yeah. a good stand up could be a good actor, but a good actor could not be a good stand up. I don't think it. Tr- oh, no. I don't think it goes either way, both ways. Like I think comedy is just one of those things that you sharpen your life, yeah. your social skills, your mentality, your mm-hmm. ability to pick up on social vibes and energy in rooms and awkwardness and just stuff like that like that's important to survive in a social world because it's no longer just animals and food chain it's now who's the most entertaining or who's who catches the most ears or eyes or like whatever you know what i mean here's a good example of what you said because jim carrey which we remember from living color you know starting doing all this stuff and then one of my most favorite movies was the mask yes i uh, I love the the, the the biggest scene that there was when he sang Cuban Pete. He said a Cuban Pete. It wasn't in there. He wrote that and said, "We need to put this in there." Is that so not that? That would that would have not been in the movie if he didn't completely insist and said, "Well, that's, that's it. kind of you know what." I've got a good one for you too. I watch a lot of the old interviews from like some of the best comedians, actors, and writers and stuff like that because I think that's just like that's good source material for mm-hmm. like like-minded individuals. And. There's an interview with what's his name that was the original uh, Willy Wonka. Oh yeah. What's his name again? Oh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, yeah. Not Gene Hackman. Uh, excuse me. Uh, oh darn it, not Gene Hackman. Uh, 
The Hackman sounds Gene right. Gene Wilder. It's John. Mm. Wilder. See now, I know I could just easily Google oh, it, yeah. but I like I like struggling. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll look it up. Who? Yeah, so we'll know. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. I think his name was. He was also in uh, Young Frankenstein and. Yeah, like I literally, I love him. And all those movies with Richard Pryor. They, they did a he did a slew of movies with Richard Pryor. Gene Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, that's now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Gene Hackman. No, not Gene Hackman. That's funny. I just immediately signed off because, like, that's right. Um, but anyways, yeah, Gene Wilder. He fought for that scene of when he because they didn't really want to keep it out in the movie when he first comes out of the factory and he falls. He that wasn't in the script. Oh, okay. When they first brought the script to him, it's like we want you to be Willy Wonka, and he's like, "What's it gonna take?" And he said, "No." Originally, he said, "What's it gonna take for you?" And he goes, "Okay." When I first come out of the factory, I want to have a cane. I don't want to stumble, and I want to look old, and then I want to fall really dramatically into a spiral to be okay. Because immediately, that's going to tell the audience they shouldn't trust me. Oh, yeah. And that's crazy to me. Like, that movie changed because of that moment. I remember that. Oh, I was yeah. Like, when he fell, I was like, I don't know. Is he messing with them? Or like, like right there, there's already that disillusion of uh-huh. like, is this a good guy or is this a bad guy? What's the point oh, of the factory? Yeah. What's going on? Like, a piece of me was, like, kind of scared when I first watched Willy Wonka because I was like, is this going to be a horror? Yeah, and plus he was on acid the entire time he did the movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's the that other That kind of helped with those little wide eyes. That helps. But, yeah, no, he was, he, that, yeah, that that was an amazing movie. That was, to me, I loved that one. I like um, the conspiracy theories around Willy Wonka because there's a big one that says that Snowpiercer is the secret sequel to Willy Wonka. Not the new one with Tim Burton, but the original. Oh, okay, yeah. So Snow- Snow- that, Snowpiercer is a movie it. to where the whole globe freezes and there's uh-huh. a train that goes indefinitely around the globe yeah. and they all live on that train. And there's a lot, I mean, dude, the evidence is actually kind of crazy. That points. I'm like, gonna have to watch the movie now because yeah, I haven't seen that movie. The evidence, and, it and it's on Netflix. There's an, a crazy amount of evidence that people have pointed out. Like, oh my god, that's her. Like, that's the one girl. Like, all the kids worked for Charlie. He yeah. got the factory. They all grew up. That's them. That's her. That's him. That's the old man from the original scene. Same actor. Uh, there's W's oh, everywhere. Yeah. They Very press cool. their food into bars, and it's just like the in the the the, the big one is that. Willy Wonka liked to use uh, Oompa Loompas as like a fuel source essentially because they were did the work and you know did all the machines. Yeah. Now that you're on a train, you don't have the Oompa Loompas, but the whole movie is like children like work the train and stuff. Oh yeah. So like that, I mean that right there is enough evidence to be like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a you should watch that movie because the whole time watch it with like this is the sequel and you will have a ten times better. You'll be like. This is the best movie I've ever seen, almost. Because to me, I'm like, this was one of the best movies only because I had that mentality of like, this is potentially the sequel to Willy Wonka. Because it just added so much more to it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just oh, weird. Oh, no, I like no. The... That's cool. I, lo- I love stuff like that. That's just to look it up. Hey, you see that? And then when you Someone said Blazing it? Saddles is my favorite Gene Wilder movie. Blazing Saddles oh, also Blazing. says the N-word a lot. And you, and one you of the what? best movies I will say ever but also says the N-word a lot. So there's give and no, take and Mel Brooks, it do, Mel Brooks does use it well. Well, Mel Brooks could not make any of his movies today. I think maybe, he could maybe if you put it on the right source correct. because now you could almost label it as something new that a lot of people do like, and it's called like cut-tooth comedy or cut-throat. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, it's hardcore. And then already with that mentality, they're okay with hearing stuff like that because they're uh-huh. like, remember, this is in the hardcore genre. Yeah. I don't but know. But at the other time, too... 
Well, I think the, skill what's this persists. old Jewish guy trying to do yeah. using the N-word? Yeah. You know, because, I mean, without going into his backstory and his history of doing wonderful stuff, he, he came out at the right time, the right era to do this stuff. Because I watched, I watched History of the World, part two, and the other day, just for fun, I'm going like, I can't believe this is even in this movie. Yeah. They, this would not be in a movie today. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it, because... You gotta see be the show always relates back to the N word, yeah. and no matter what I do, it always comes back to the N word. Ah, yeah. oh, bless me, Christ in a basket at an abortion clinic. Uh, <laughs> That's my new. Do you like that? That's my new favorite like thing. Oh. When I get really upset, it gets longer and longer. Like the yeah. more upset I am, so like one time the other day, I hit my foot and I was like, Ah, oh, Christ in a basket at an abortion clinic on a hot day. No one's there. It's Saturday. It's. The, I mean, he's really <laughs> cooking. <laughs> Oh, the cable's out. Is there on him, like really <laughs> yeah. giving it to Christ, the baby in a basket at an abortion clinic. Of course, Just, the best cusser of all time is Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that goes without. That goes without. And I'm listening to that. And now, if you ever, and if you ever take the time, if we go and you want to go into stuff like that, watch the old Popeye, black and white cartoons from I the early thirties. I have when a you crazy words, epiphany with Popeye. Oh, now yeah. that you bring it up. I think Popeye, the guy who made Popeye, I think dropped a crazy amount of acid or something because Popeye, the whole point of Popeye, to break it out in two sentences, a sailor who eats spinach and gets stronger. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, Simple yeah. enough. Oh. Just now, like a couple weeks ago, they had to ban spinach from MLB players starting in the next couple years because they found out that spinach has a natural steroid in it. That people didn't know was there oh, for a long cool. time because they just now found the I chemical mean, that's structures. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now yeah. I'm like, wait, how did a black and white cartoon know that yeah. spinach really did make you like mushrooms? Str- I mean, like yeah. people have been woke for all of time. It's just certain people have been woke, oh, not yeah. all people. And that's what's crazy yeah. to me is that like that little detail slipped through the cracks yeah. for years. And that ju- think if we would have known that for a year. What if we could have been making artificial steroids and spinach this whole time and had that all that year to focus? Oh, yeah. into- I mean, like, oh, that hurts my brain. Yeah. Popeye, oh, is it hurts. Al- Popeye is also the Kenny of South Park. Because you if you really listen to some of the stuff Kenny says, you're going <laughs> like, oh, my God, if you really... Terrible. God, but, and the same with, if you take the old ones and slow it down... That's really with any of the old cartoons Popeye, before, oh, like, FCCLA really <laughs> stepped in and did yeah. stuff like that. Because at that point, people weren't making cartoons for kids. Oh, Dude, yeah. It, it was just exciting to have a television. Oh, yeah. So everybody watched whatever was on. So the cartoon was really just meant for anybody with eyeballs. Rock again, Bullwinkle, Moose and Squirrel. Communism. I mean, I like, I like, um, uh, oh, I'm going to say it wrong because I always say, uh, Stimp, Stimp and, no. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. I always say it in the wrong order. But yeah. like that, that adult kind of humor. That they brought to an early age. Oh, yeah. As well as, like, the Animaniacs. Like, there's a, my oh, favorite and, jokes, and I was just telling this to Mrs. Disappointment before I came over to the show. Shout out to my girlfriend. Hey. Love her, I guess. I hey, not guess. D. Yeah, Miss D. Um, <laughs> Play Miss D You for know what me. the best part is? Some dude was walking by the show when you did that, and he generally looked behind him as if someone was like, oh, me? Uh, me? <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> this is this has got us. Drop money era. God, is that you? You sound like a transgender person. Yeah. I don't know what to feel well, anymore. But Jimmy does sound like a transgender person. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her, I was like, my favorite joke from the Animaniacs is that when they're like playing detective and it's like, all right, uh, let's get fingerprints. And then they hold up prints mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't want to do that. 
Oh, yeah. That's such an adult joke. Oh, and yeah. that's so complex to understand. Oh, yeah. You have to know who Prince is. You have to know, like, the difference between fingerprints and fingerprints. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. that's a deep level of thought. So for you to even pitch that as a show to children, that's, I think that that's was not Josh going doing that's a, that. That's She's a like, show for everybody. Like that's oh, yeah. that's a good joke. That's my favorite yeah. joke. And from, Dot, like, any and Dot had that look on her face, like, yeah, I know what's going on. She goes, mm. yeah. like, that, <sighs> like you can't make jokes like that anymore. But you can, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah. But like, oh my goodness, like that's what I miss about old cartoons. Oh and, like, yeah. Like that's what I think new comedy should bring. It's just like that that power. Uh, of saying one sentence oh. and it potentially having like four meanings oh, and then yeah, trifling of, down a fifth path that no one even sees like the ultimate left turn yeah you, instead of saying the f word you make an innuendo towards that and that makes their their imaginations go oh my god because now they have to think about what you're saying and say, you, you can say i'm blankety blank 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 but if you do a joke where it l- kind of leans that way yeah. then their imagination let them see it in their three mind yeah 100 percent. and i've kind of have a bit like that to where like i'm a white guy and i start talking about the n-word and then eventually like i almost say it in a story but instead of saying it i say nig and i make like a trumpet sound i think that's just kind of funny in itself it's just like the little for some reason just to use that instead of like because it kind of sounds because it has the r and e kind of in it so i don't i don't know very cool very cool Listen, this has been a great show. I had. I don't want to end this just yet. Um, I want to give you a chance to plug anything else, say anything you would like to say. Uh, maybe oh, you'd like to I make home, a last. Wait till I go home to plug it. <laughs> oh, oh my! Uh, stuff like that, you know. Let now let the people out there listening in Radioville land figure that one out. You know <laughs> which hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know maybe make a three D sculpture or something. I don't know. I think you have a good voice for cartoons. I meant to tell you that at one point, and I'm going to say that, that would be kind of fun. Because you be... just have that kind of versatile, high pitch, low pitch, everything in between. I'm sure you've watched plenty of cartoons to like. I don't practice. think you should go to the movies. I want to go to the movies. Yeah, it's something like that. Like, um, I like to watch Futurama and like mimic oh, those voices. Yeah, yeah. I like to watch um, like South Park and mimic those mm-hmm. voices. Just like the cartoons. Like my favorite voice to do, and I'll do this because Abby, this is her favorite noise. Do you have you ever seen the episode of Futurama? Where they're trying to get the Twitter war, yeah. And there's the bar goat. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the goat? The sound it makes. Yeah. I got the. You ready? Close your eyes. I'm about to do it for you. <laughs> I mean, that's the noise. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just yeah. taking the time to really like close your eyes, practice the sounds. I think it's a music thing too, because I spent so much time collecting records and listening yeah, to old music that, that like I've just that trained. Was, that was stellar. Thank you so much. If anything, that's what we should end the radio show on on Halloween with barf noises. Ladies and gentlemen. Barf Simpson, folks. This has been the Disappointing Radio Hour. My guest has been... Holly Shock. I hope you were disappointed as we is. Oh, that's... I'm going to make that a button. That's amazing. Uh, would you like to tell the audience anything? Last chance. It'll be on Spotify if you want to archive any secret messages. I'll, no, I'll, I'll be at the uh, roadside rest on number 67 mile marker in about three hours. If anybody wants to come up, have a good time. Bye-bye. <laughs> and on that, we will end the show. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, have a happy Halloween. And we will see you next time.